This Iowa State Cyclones edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Pack Podcast Network is brought to you by our own Patreon. Score exclusive perks and contests, and including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at Sports Gambling Podcast slash Patreon. everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of the sports gambling podcast network we're talking iowa state cyclones he was a cyclone and uh if you're wondering who you're talking to i am Moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin and i am joined each and every episode for these team previews in the big 12 first up if everybody watching on youtube.com slash the college experience he's got the iowa state uh mascot uh, sorry the logo right behind him on his tv he was born in provo utah he's actually got family in ames iowa how about that cyclone fans he lives in morgantown west virginia he is rambling rush rush what's up man ryan i know on this show we can throw the word interesting around a lot and you know maybe we should probably use it a little less right use more better words but i can promise you this this is going to be the most interesting preview (laughs) that we do for all of the 14 teams this year. Yes, it will, because there was a dust up in this program and a guy that was uh, ahead of the curve on the potential announcing of this dust up is a guy that uh, is always fighting a family civil war. He's got ties in the state of Texas, state of Oklahoma. He's got a seed in Orlando, Cincinnati, Troy Tuning, the Big 12 guru, what's going on, man? What's uh, what's next with these Cyclones? So I'm really hoping that because I was able to break the news almost three weeks before anybody else, <laughs> that this might be my end. Maybe there's some Iowa State girls out there that are looking for, you know, an inside, inside, uh, an inside job. Let's call it that. That's a good way of putting it. And all right, One so let's just get uh, yeah, let's get right into it. The storyline of these Iowa State Cyclones. Real quick, let's recap 2022 before we dive into uh, the the rabbit in the in, in in the hole here because we can go down this rabbit hole for a while. And uh, Iowa State finished last year four and eight, four and seven eight, four and seven and one ATS. Actually, had a push. Disappointing year for Matt Campbell after. He really had it going for a couple years. They were due for some regression after Brock Purdy and Brees Hall left. Uh, Expectations were going to be high here coming into this year for a bounce back. I think everybody and their brother had a uh, label this team as a bounce back opportunity, the opposite of TCU because of all the one score losses. But the starting quarterback got caught for gambling, $7.50 a pop. Hunter Deckers, actually, we all were high on him coming into this year uh except for maybe troy he troy troy's been on him for rigging games which may be true 
Russ, give me your thoughts on these Cyclones now that we don't have Deckers in the fold. So everything – I so I did this team preview with Colby, and I just want to say that's a mulligan on my end. Don't hold me to anything there. <laughs> Obviously, there were different expectations at the time. My expectations were what because they did have six one-possession losses – that they would, my big take was they'd go from four and eight to eight and four. Those things have a way of working out. Except uh, we may know why they lost six one possession games. And it's kind of funny. You brought up uh, Iowa State spread last year uh, against the spread was four, seven, and one. But actually, I think their quarterbacks against the spread was seven, four, and one. So it depends which Iowa <laughs> State you ask uh, and, and, and their, for their spread record. So well, that's that there. Um, I guess if there's any bright side to all of this or something to look forward to, uh, Doug in last year for TCU was not supposed to be the starter. Obviously, Morris went down in that Colorado game. Uh, Duggan is now the backup quarterback for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I still want to say San Diego and brought him to a national championship. So if there is any hope or any of this to that, hey, who knows that that could happen, but um, yeah, in terms of the one possession games and last year's records, it's, it's just who on that Iowa state team you ask. Now as these, uh, because I don't think it's going to be just Hunter Deckers. That's the, that's the big issue. If it's just Hunter Deckers then I'm kind of forced into an opinion where they might be better if their quarterback's not fucking rigging games and betting on shit. Like they, <laughs> they just have a guy out there that wants to play football and win games. Holy crap. What a fucking concept. I might be forced into that take if it's if it ends up just being Hunter Deckers. But if they have, you know, a couple of starters and a couple of depth guys on both sides of the ball that end up having even four, three or four game suspensions, it's just going to be, you know, already off the rails before they can even get a start going. And it really seems like it's going in that direction. And Troy, you mentioned it. Uh, it might be better with the quarterback. Uh, the next guy up is going to be Rocco Becht son of former great Mountaineer, or it could be the f- talented freshman that everybody's been hyping up JJ Cole. We'll see what happens. I obviously we all of a sudden have a August quarterback controversy or competition in Ames. Um, but before we dive into this episode, that was already pre-recorded. So this is the disclaimer part of the episode. Um, we, we film this, uh, I'd say what an hour before hour and a half before the Hunter Decker thing went down. Mm-hmm. So take our predictions with a grain of salt. We probably will do a 2.0 version of this in our season previews, our final season previews. Um, I think Rush, you, you said it last year, our amends to our Iowa state predictions. Yes, so they will get amended. Are, they will get amended, but these are our initial Iowa state cyclone 2023 football previews. To also, to make it very clear, too, is a lot of the information that we did discuss and kind of the timing of their scheduling wasn't all Hunter Deckers related. Like, th- this could actually still exactly go down. Now you may have a quarterback that's not betting against you, so it could still be right on or even better than what we're doing. So that's why we felt comfortable enough uh, to keep the remaining of this preview for Iowa State. This 2023 Iowa State Cyclones preview is sponsored by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. It is a perfect place for a diehard DGen. Sign up at, for the Patreon to get access to our exclusive contests, including an NFL wins total contest with a $1,000 free uh, first place prize, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast, 
ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades and decades of being a DGen. There's even a Discord channel for all you patrons out there. The Scorch Gambling Podcast has and will always give out their picks for free. That's Repeat that, that's for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight against the corporate gambling out there. The sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Reminder, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Yep, and we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking Cyclones from Iowa State. Um, looking ahead to this year, transitioning over under, everybody watching on youtube.com slash TCE is uh, at the bottom there on the ticker, over under set at five and a half. Their odds to win the Big 12 set at 80 to one, 300 to one to win the national championship, like Brock Purdy's back there. Um, early lean here, Rush. Do you like the over uh, without before we dive into the schedule? Yep. I think it's just what I brought up earlier is teams that usually lose those one possession games the year before find a way to win them the next year. So just, just off of that alone, uh, I'm going to say yes. I see. I have to lean with the over as well. Cause I, I mean, trying to get into it, but you know, we were going over their biggest games of the year doing the non-con obviously Iowa, Iowa state is a big, uh, it's going to come down to which punter can get the best bounce or something like that. But, you know, it's going to be a really, really big game. And I think Iowa State's going to get that one. And that just makes me right away lean like, wow, if they win that big non-con game, they're they're getting to bowl, bowl season. So, yes. First team to a safety right wins. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what is wild? In the year they went four and eight, they finally beat Iowa under Matt Campbell against Kirk Ferran. So, yeah, they won 10 to seven. So it might be another one first to 10 wins. Rush, we don't really have to talk portal on this one. No, Give we do the, not. Is, was there anything that stood out in the offseason of key returners slash anybody that potentially they added? Well, I think what Troy said is is the Hutchinson um, is how do you fill those gaps? Do you fill it with two different receivers? Do you start getting the tight ends involved? Um, especially now that Brock is healthy, supposedly, and hopefully he mm-hmm. still is getting his production back. Uh, I I just think it's they they don't and, and the thing is their their loss their their transfer portal losses and additions it's not really those that move the needle but yeah. what does that speak to I think that speaks to the culture that Matt Campbell has created the guys that don't want to leave that they're clearly have bought in that Matt Campbell probably telling them at the end of the last season guys it didn't go the way we, we thought it was going to go we went we went four and eight but look how close we were. We stay here another season. I mean, they had. Um, I think their center too went to the NFL, but they're they're yeah. Their that's center, the that's the only guy they lost on the yeah, other line is yeah the center. yeah. And 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 they got a new um, from you and I who they who they open up the schedule against their offensive coordinators. The, now the offensive line coach. So they have a great on paper offensive line. Iowa State does so. It's it's that typical you know cornbread getting ready to get ready in the trenches and. Hopefully your specialist can follow it up. Yeah, it just seems returning, you know, Brock and Norton in that backfield and only losing a center, and then you lose a guy like Hutchinson. It might be ground and pound time even more than before here for Iowa State, and that might be, you know, they might run with that West Virginia style that we're predicting, you know, no clock stoppage on the first down. If you can, if you can get your corn-fed guys going downhill, you could be a tough team to deal with at home. 
Yeah, I think I think that the with you mentioned it with the clock stoppage, teams like Iowa State, Iowa. I think we're going to see more and more dogs stay in these games, mm-hmm. especially. They're going to be just, able to just, extend yeah, that competitive the time period. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and just causing that pressure on the on the favored teams instead of it occurring with nine minutes re- re- left in the third quarter. Now it's oh man, they're already walking out on the field holding up the fours, and we're only up by nine or eight points or something. Just asking for mistakes. No doubt. And, I, I mean, you look at the defensive side of things with what Iowa State brought back. Brought back. I almost said Brock back because I'm thinking of Brock Purdy. Uh, TJ Tampa back in the secondary. That's going to be crucial. But I, I, I think Rush hit the nail on the head with this team. It comes down to the offensive side. We're talking about limiting possessions, playing the ball control style of play. Hunter Deckers can't turn the ball over 14, 15 times in a 12-game season. Or that you could throw that uh, – game manager role out the window and all of a sudden you got a quarterback controversy. So I think that's the main headline in Ames for this year. Rush, are you looking at anything else uh, personnel wise with these cyclones? There's not, there's nothing to talk about with the portal because they don't believe in it. Yeah, well, exactly. And which is refreshing if, by the way. That, that is, uh, that is, that is fair. I mean, if you want to look at one portal guy um, and someone that needs to step up for Hutchinson, Hutchinson is Jaden Higgins. That that's going to be your we'll see guy because you're you're going to absolutely need production out of him at, at 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 any whatever it costs. He he has to find a way open because obviously with your quarterback in Deckers and fear of the turnover, you got to find one of those guys has to get open to, to relieve the offensive line, to relieve the running game. Is that if you're talking about dire needs for this team, it, it's that. And I think Jaden Higgins has a great chance to to step into that role. Now we're not saying he's going to be Hutchinson, of course, but at least make up some of that production. Yeah. I think, I think between you brought up TJ Tampa and miles purchase returning, that's where they're going to really have to lean is on their outside corners on defense. They're going to have to ask those guys to really, really lock it down and allow their, their, it's almost the the opposite way around, give them more time to cause pressure instead of, you know, Oh no, we have a weakness out here. Let those guys get right up in the, uh, the faces of the, the big 12 wide receivers and jam them and see if you can throw off some of those, ticky-tack timing plays that get chunks on first down. Some of these Big 12 quarterbacks are so uh, – uh, it's like they're calibrated. You know, the first 12 plays of the game are already burnt into their head. If you can throw that timing off a little bit, I think Purchase and TJ Tampa have a chance to be a pretty good cornerback duo. Yeah, uh, Quinn Ewers is the one that comes right to mind where it's uh, he's programmed. Yeah, he's as talented as anybody, but you get him off script, he, you make him throw – to more than 30 yards, he's going to airmail it by 20 yards. We saw that in Stillwater last year time and time again. Uh, let's talk about Campbell, man. He is in his eighth year now in Ames, and he is sitting at 46 and 42 overall, 32 and 31. I did get a kick out of some of the comments on our Big 12 coaches uh, rankings where the Kansas State guys are saying that Matt Campbell's overrated. No, Matt Campbell's not overrated. I know he's 32 and 31. You have to remember – where this program was when he took over. Jeez. they It was them in Kansas, neck and neck for the biggest dud in the league. Matt Campbell's been unbelievable there. Yes, they had a down year, but the proof is in the pudding. 
the years before then, the Big 12, five and four, eight and one, five and four, six and three. And he had a Big 12 championship game appearance against Oklahoma in the COVID year. So he's been a model of consistency. He's been great for Iowa State. What do you think of uh, – Russ, what are your thoughts on Matt Campbell? I believe all three of us had him in our top five coaches um, in the league when we ranked him. Yeah, well, I think it's it's the perfect situation of they need each other. Is Matt Campbell needs Iowa State, and Iowa State needs Matt Campbell. And I know every year you hear, especially with everything going on with Northwestern right now and other schools in the Midwest looking for that next coach, and they're like, oh – it's, should Matt Campbell come or should Matt Campbell be the next coach of the Detroit Lions? Um, not to confuse with Dan Campbell, but that was talked at one yeah. time if, if he should or should he go to the Chicago Bears, kind of that Midwest guy. And it's like, no, you need to be like the Joe Paterno or the Don Nealon or the Frank Beamer of your like of your school. Like this is what you said is as a West Virginia fan, the two automatic wins every year were Iowa State and Kansas. And not yeah. only did you take this Iowa State team to, hey, at least we can at least play spoiler, but now I know it's the COVID year, but you're winning a Fiesta Bowl against the Oregon Ducks. And not only winning it, you crushed them. Yeah. So it, it's I, – I think he, he, he's found his place. You know, keep, keep doing what he's doing. It, we, you know, only to bring it up for the third time, but if you're one down year is the one where you're losing six one-possession games, but you still finally beat Iowa – I mean, you're in the right place, man, and and it, it's you're also in a place where there's a lot more patience. So you know, you try to go somewhere else that that patience can run a lot thinner. So if I'm him, um, I'm this is my career. I'm not leaving Iowa State under any means. I'm there the next twenty years. I just think he does such a good job with competing with the teams that he has to around him, and just not having anywhere near that talent level and still putting teams out there every year that are, like you said, they're no longer, they're, they're not like uh, uh, you're chalking them up for a win or a loss. Like you're looking at Iowa state every year going, we could get blown out. This could be a, a really tight game, but you're never, you're never really thinking it's going to be easy peasy nowadays. Mm-hmm. So just that no in itself. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same, you got to be careful what you wish for in terms of patience. You know, you want a guy that can win you 10 games, but how often is that sustainable at Iowa state when you could have a guy that's going to compete for bowls on a regular basis? Might want to take that not, not for granted, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah. And I, I think that they just have thrived at being the underdog during the, the, the Matt Campbell era in Iowa state. And yeah, that's a perfect transition into the let everybody know we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on plenty of NFL player props and is available in tons of market. Plus plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter the best ball mania where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That is the underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And we're back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talking Iowa State Cyclones, year number eight in the Matt Campbell era. Bounce back potential candidate, we think. And it will start. Oh, man, this is a tricky game to start because this little brother here, um, the Northern Iowa Panthers are coming to Ames. 
Northern Iowa has given them fucking fits in the past. Mm-hmm. What do you think here, Rush? Are, are we all taking the Cyclones to get by, but uh, another close game with little brother? Do you know what's funny is this, um, they're, they're non-con, the Northern Iowa, Iowa, and Ohio reminds me of a lot from the regional perspective when we were covering Houston with UTSA yeah, and Rice no and doubt. TCU. It has that same feel where it's like, especially that game at Ohio, it's like, you better be really careful here, Iowa State. Like, yeah, you, you, you should be able to bounce back this year, but you gotta, you know, you gotta start, you, you gotta start off on the right foot. I think Iowa State will win this game, but kind of like we've been talking about with BYU and, and Houston, uh, well, we a lot of us had UTSA beating Houston, but my point is at a minimum, I'm probably taking the points here with you and I. Yeah, the the more I look at that this one, the more I'm debating whether I want the points from you and I or not, and just stay away from it completely. Yeah. I don't I don't think the outright win is there for Northern Iowa, but I do think that playing on that spread is it's gonna be a more challenging game than people at first glance would take. And, and, and to put in perspective, it's they have not played Northern Iowa well in the last four meetings. Uh, two years ago, when they had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, who are pretty good in the NFL, they only beat them 16-10, to 10, and they got a touchdown late. They were favored by 28 in that one. Time before that in 2019, they only won 29-26. Uh, they blew it open late, 42-24. But Northern Iowa beat them in 2016 in Matt Campbell's first year in Ames 25-20. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the points all day here, especially if I'm getting three touchdowns. But we all got them at 1-0, and that sets up the showdown of the Cyhawk series, another edition. I don't even know what year it is in this rivalry. This is the first 1-10 to 10 wins, maybe 11. 11-10 is going to be the final. Uh, walk-off safety. On. Yeah, <laughs> the walk-off extra point. Yeah, There you uh, who go. You, who you uh, got here? So – Cyhawk, you know, it's, it's, they don't, neither school has that typical home field advantage where the grass is a little longer. They, they both know the terrain. They both know it, they're mirrors. I mean, they're the same people. It, it, it's, it's which play of Spider Man meme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's what this is. It's, it's who's going to make kind of that last boneheaded mistake. That's what this game is. Unfortunately for Iowa State, I think Iowa gets them back this year. However, if this makes anyone happier, usually, clearly they beat Iowa last year and then didn't do well the rest of the season, but then they lose to Iowa and do well the rest of the season. So maybe there is something to that. But I think they start off one-on-one and lose to Iowa. I think it's uh, it's just way too much of an Iowa State script for them to actually win this game and move to 2-0 and and drop the game at Ohio than to drop this Iowa game. I think this one's a little more gettable. I think, man, they might put 18 or 20 on the board and a real blowout barn burner, 20 <laughs> to 10. <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say because Iowa had been kicking their ass for years. I'm gonna take the Cyclones to get it done, but I don't feel great about this. I think it comes down the wire, but that sets up if if they do get by Iowa, trap game of trap games. Oh, Ohio, yeah. Ohio's picked to win the MAC, and this this wait until this spread comes out and Iowa State's only laying like three or four, and everybody's like, oh shit, what's going on here? Why are they? Why is a Big 12 school only laying three or four points against a Mac school? Rush, if they beat Iowa, is this a letdown spot? I know you have them losing to Iowa. 
Yes. It, 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 I, I think regardless, Iowa State, whether they beat Iowa or lose to Iowa, there is going to be a hangover, at, at least in the first half at Ohio. And I think this game, I'm looking more at what the the, the first half spread is than the game actual spread, because I, I, I think there will be a little bit like of that. Why did the hell did we schedule a game in Athens? Like I know Ohio came here last year and they killed Ohio last year, but That'll definitely I do I do think no matter how close it is in the first half, I think Iowa State will will break it open maybe sometime in the fourth quarter. I do think Iowa State will win this game, but better be very careful. Very careful. This just seems like the ultimate Viet Cong booby trap of a spot. <laughs> I mean, they do they play Ohio and then they they're already going to be looking forward to that first league game and it's Oklahoma State it's already a team that they they really have a, a yeah. pretty good success rate against and they're thinking like yeah we get to start off the league we beat Iowa again this year we got Oklahoma State coming in and they they just lay an egg here against Iowa on the road or against Ohio on the road that yeah, I just see this one. It's it's almost too much of the exactly what Iowa State would do story arc. Yeah, man, I I think I got to agree with you here because I don't think that they're going to get to this thing undefeated. That's my main thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you give them the Iowa game, they drop Ohio because they're going to be geared up for Big Twelve play. That time is already announced too. It's a noon start yeah. time, eleven a.m. Central. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll. I'll I think uh, I think we all agree that they're going to be two and one headed into that Oklahoma State game. It's just a matter of which one they get or which one they drop. So two and one headed through through three, going to uh, a game that's always a one possession game. Stillwater here. This game's in Ames, a rematch of another close game with these guys. What do you think here, Russ? This game's always fantastic. It is always fantastic, and this is definitely a fifty fifty game. Um, it yeah. could potentially be a get right game for all we know is, is what we were talking about. Um, because it is a 50, 50 game and because it's always just that I potentially that last possession wins, I will give it to the home home team in this case. And I will say Iowa state will beat Oklahoma state. Yeah, this one was, uh, I had to pick based on location that is the last thing it comes down to. And I, Oklahoma State's lost some really, really dumb games they've needed to win in Ames. So I don't know if that changes this year. This just seems like a a, a last possession. They get it done because they're at home and they're feeling confident. And maybe if this game was in Stillwater, it would be a, like a two a two touchdown difference. But I don't know if they win this game on the road. I think I'm gonna have to go with Iowa State. Uh, I'll complete the sweep here. And to put in perspective, the last five years these two teams have played, the final scores, 20 to 14, 24-21, 24-21 again, 34-27, 48-42. You could rewind all the way back when they ended Brandon Whedon's yeah. uh, campaign, undefeated season. It's all, I feel like the home team always wins. I'm with you. I'm on the Cyclones as well. Then they go to play the other team in Oklahoma. They go to uh, – uh, Norman, I drew a blank there on where I almost said Bedlam, but uh, you've yeah. only been there a million times, right? Yeah. Norman, they're going to Norman to play uh, the Sooners. They might be able to get this one. Matt Campbell's played the, the Sooners really, really well. So Oklahoma's always lucked out this year with not having to play Kansas State their last yeah. year in the Big 12. 
But when do they usually play Kansas State? And usually, when does that loss occur? It's usually final, that end of September, yeah. the final Saturday. Uh, Iowa State's going to beat Oklahoma. They're going to do the Oklahoma sweep. Troy, your Sooners? I'm not giving Iowa State this one with that much confidence. I definitely could see it happening, but it's just for the same reason that I gave them the Oklahoma State game, I have to give Oklahoma the edge in Norman. If this one was in Ames, I think it would be the opposite way around. I would still pick them to go one and one just based on which of these two teams are playing at home. I gave it to the Cyclones because of who's on deck for the Sooners. It seems like they always have that hiccup the Saturday before the Texas game. Hell, Texas does too. So I, I by group, by committee, we got the Cyclones going into Norman, sending them to the SEC off right. Mm. And that gives them, fuck, four and one with the TCU Horn Frogs coming to town to start October. Uh, payback here because uh, TCU uh, kindly beat the shit out of them, 62 14 last year. Payback here, Rush? No, I, I think after you win, what what did we say? We're, you're four and one at this point. Um, you beat Oklahoma, you beat Oklahoma state. Maybe there's an Iowa win in there somewhere. I think we all agree that there'll be a split between Iowa and Ohio. I think, you know, you got to settle down a little bit, a little too hungover. I think TCU who's, you know, kind of the opposite we've talked about last year, and maybe we'll be the opposite again this year in terms of one possessions going their way and not, but I do, I do, I think TCU is going to win this one. Yeah, I had, um, I had TCU winning this one. Uh, if they're four and one heading into the TCU game, I feel more confident about TCU winning that one. But I just don't think there's going to be too many teams that have a chance to get any kind of separation. Like if you if you win your first couple of league games, there's going to be teams that come in there ready to you know crabs in a bucket and get you back down in the muck mm-hmm. with everybody else. Yeah. So. I just can't see teams getting to that 3-0 and or 4-0 and in the league mark. Someone's going to fuck you up. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of think they're going to get this one and then set up a trap game that's the next on deck. That's at Cincinnati. But either way, I don't think they're going to get through this road trip with one loss. Do you guys – do you got Iowa State going into Cincinnati and getting this one done with Matt Campbell being from Ohio? Yes. Yeah, it'll be Cincinnati. Cincinnati's Adam losing the the TCU game and then beating Cincinnati on the road. Cincinnati. Okay. So, I got to start with these previews, remembering who I picked yeah, earlier. We've already done this Cincinnati, but no, I, Iowa State will win this one. Yeah, I think I think I gave Cincinnati the game, and I'll stick to that. So I'll give them the TCU. But you by committee, we all have them at five and two, headed to Waco. Mm-hmm. Tough spot here. What do you think, Rush? It's a tough spot, but they do have a bye week before. Um, yeah. However, with Baylor the, got. Uh, let's see, Baylor, Cincinnati, uh, the week before or after. Yeah, they, uh, the week before. So they both yeah, are coming yeah. off at. Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. We de- yeah. when we had the Cincinnati one, we mm-hmm. mixed this up. There we go. Yeah, it's funny how things co- uh, go full circle there. Um, dude, this is this is the game that's like I. You could convince me one way or another. I think it's the biggest 50-50 game. Um, uh, Because of that, I'm going to go with the home team. I know that Iowa State will get a week off before this, but, dude, weird things happen in Waco, right, Troy? So I I I think Baylor wins this one, and I'm going to give a loss to Cincinnati. 
Yeah, I'm thinking that if Matt Campbell can right the ship a little bit between the TCU and Cincinnati part of the schedule, however that ends up turning out, if he can right the ship right away and go down to Waco and win this game, then they're obviously very serious Big 12 championship competitors. But I don't really see that. I think Baylor gets this one. This game is always close. It seems like these guys always play like the Big 12 game of the year when they go against each other. Yeah, well, I got, I got it pulled up right now. 31-24 yeah. last year, 31-29, 38-31, 23-21. This is just like Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State all play one-possession games against each other. Um, I'll get I'll lean to Wacko here Man, as well. I love yeah. the 12. Yeah. I love I just I love it. The 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 conference of the middle class. No doubt. So we got them at five and three headed into the month of November. We got Kansas coming to town, rematch of a 14 to 11, a game that Iowa State should have fucking won. They missed all those field goals. Uh, payback here, Rush? Yeah, this is payback. This is when you start getting those one possession games coming back to you. They'll, they'll beat Kansas, especially this late in the season. I, I People are really high on Kansas. I think they're a big mystery. And who knows if, if Jalen Daniels is even healthy at this time of the season. So I, I have I have payback here for Iowa State. Yeah, I had the I had the same idea. Just that, very easily should have been a win, and don't really get it done. They got to come to Ames this year. I, I think payback is even if Jalen Daniels is healthy. I think payback is on the on the schedule here. Mm-hmm. And with that, we got about six and three, which would hit the over by November fourth. Another one that we I feel like. There's, there's going to be a couple that are going to hit these overs early in the Big 12 in the basement. So um, They're going to do a little bit better in that non-con than people are expecting, and it's going to allow a couple mm-hmm. of more teams to hit overs. No doubt. And that gets us to the next one at BYU. We just did the BYU preview. Rush and I both took BYU. Troy, what do you think here? I think BYU, I mean, this is at elevation going out there. It's starting to become a roller coaster area, the part of the season where you're you're winning for uh, you know revenge, losing to Baylor, winning for revenge against Kansas. I think BYU gets this one. How 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 big of a deficit or how big is the score difference in this game, Troy? What do you think? I would say at that level, eight, ten, eleven point range. Eight I, think point. I was gonna say I was gonna say two touchdowns. I think it's a 30, think- 40 point game. Oh yeah, I think, you think, kill. Just, I think there's. The, I, I brought this up a lot. There's the revenge factor to this. It's it's Iowa State didn't want BYU in the Big Twelve years ago, and I think, and and the thing this is, is the one. yeah, and and they got Texas next. A little bit of a look at not okay. It's not a look ahead for either team because BYU has Oklahoma next, and Iowa State has Texas next. So I I don't think there's any look ahead to it. But I I think BYU kills Iowa State in this game. I, really I just do. think Iowa State plays too slow to just get absolutely drilled. So that's why I was like, yeah, two touchdowns, 10 to 14. Yeah. Until they, Deckers throws five pick sixes. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I guess that is one way to get it get it to go away because you know Slovis ain't going to light it up. So <laughs> uh, so we got him at six and four, headed into the final two. Here we go. Final mm. game in Ames Senior Day. Oh, these pussies are coming into the cold, into Ames, Iowa, the cornfields. Texas final road game in the Big 12. Uh, horns down here, Rush. 
Yeah, we one know la- where this one is last going. Time. Oh this, yeah, this, is, this easy. is. They're not winning in Ames. They're just not. Troy. I mean, if they get rolled that hard by BYU, they're not beating either Texas or Kansas State to end the schedule. But I think this is a just a standalone spot where Iowa State gets their one last like. Let's bend him over and spank the shit out of him. And this just seems like Texas is going to get, I don't know, this one seems like a two-touchdown game that Iowa State just kind of like controls the whole time. Yeah, I I forget what year it was. Maybe it was like 2015 when Charlie Strong went there and they just completely beat the shit out of them physically. It was like 24 nothing or something. It's in the cold, windy. It's good that Texas is not winning this game. Nope. Book that. Iowa State money line, whatever it is, book whenever that comes out, hammer it. Seven and four, going to Farmageddon. Rush, do you have them finishing eight and four or seven and four? Rematch of a hell of a game, by the way, ten to nine last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If I'm not mistaken, this was the famous ten to nine game last year. And I'm a man of, I guess, principle. I don't know if this fully applies here. But like I said, the one possession games have a weird way of evening themselves out. They were four and eight last year. I think they'll be eight and four this year. I have them winning Farmageddon, another one possession game. And uh, yeah, just mirroring each other. It's, it's, if sports are too weird like that. Yeah, I um. I really think even with this being in Manhattan, it's it's basically a 50-50. I personally had Kansas State winning. I think their quarterback play is going to be a little bit more, uh, not necessarily better, but it's not going to be worse. That's like that you know there's a chance that Hunter Decker is completely blows up. Uh, because of that, I just side with Kansas State a little bit. I, I'm going. I'm going K State. Uh, they're they're so good at home, and that that it's it's going to be Senior Day for a bunch of those offensive linemen that all came back. I think it's an emotional game. I think that they grind out another. I'm pulling up the history of these two because I feel like it's a one possession. Actually, they've had a couple blowouts, so they're not in that camp of every game's a one possession. But I, I'll take K State in like a twenty to seventeen type game, grind it out. I got them at seven and five. Troy's got them at seven and five. Rush at eight and four, easily hitting the over five and a half in a mm-hmm. bounce back spot. Um, all right, so we saw kind of the floor last year, four and eight. Is the floor four and eight once again if things let's say Deckers doesn't get any better and they they keep losing the turnover battle and lose a bunch of one possession games? Rush. I think they'll at least go six and six this year. Like they'll at least get a couple of those one possession games back. I, I, and I know technically the floor for anyone could be all hell breaks loose and, you know, everyone's injured type of thing. We're talking realistic floor here. I, I, I think they at least go bowling, go six and six. I could see the floor being five wins. If, yeah. if they lose that Iowa game and lose the Ohio game or something like that, if they start off the non-con and they're, they're, one and two instead of two and one i could see one of those oklahoma games slipping away and then maybe five maybe six but i mean you really saw the floor last year and i think this Mm -hmm. team is about as good as that team was last year so i i agree I i would definitely lean towards that they're probably a game a game better at worst i will i'm gonna say the floor is the exact same only because 
they play only four home games and then they have a road spot in uh, the non-conference. So they don't play three home games in September. So, I mean, they're going to play a bunch of close games throughout. Maybe they don't get the benefit of a, of a bounce back and they lose a bunch of close games once again. Um, I, I, I think maybe four. What would you say the ceiling is? Eight and four. I'm giving. I think they'll. I think they'll achieve the ceiling. I'm, I think their ceiling is. Could they get four. to Dallas? Well, I have one of those the losses being loss, a yeah. non-con, so that would be three losses in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they would have to win some tiebreakers, but yeah, they could get to Dallas. They would have to win that Baylor game or that BYU game on the road. That would be the For, one yeah. that would. That would be the one that would break them to what I would think their ceiling would be, and if it were to be. If they get lucky enough that it's eight instead of nine, just how the non-con goes and they, they recover during the conference schedule. I don't know. Maybe they beat Baylor in, in Waco and they slide into, you know, a tie for second place or something like that. And they get in on a tiebreaker. But I, I, I agree. Ceiling, with you, I, think, I think the ceiling is maybe nine, but probably eight. I, I think that Baylor game's their most pivotal game of the year. Everything's gonna close everything's gonna happen. Oh yeah. And it being at Waco, being awake. Yeah. I think it determines both teams. Like one of those teams is gonna come out of that game and be like, we can win this fucking league. I almost want to say the winner of that game will go to the Big 12 championship. Almost. Almost. We'll we'll as we get closer to predictions and if it's Baylor, yes. If it's Iowa State, maybe not, but possibly that's why I'm saying I almost. Yeah, I, I I think nine. If they can get through the first three un, unscathed, three and zero, oh, I think that they could get to nine wins. Go six and three with the non-con. Um, they I, they do they don't really avoid their top teams at all. But I also think that we all th- we all think that they're going to bounce back and they bring back this experience. So yeah, we're all on the over. Uh, mm-hmm. This another over for us in the Big Twelve in the bottom side. So. Uh, Rush, tell everybody where to find you before we uh, proceed into – next up will be Kansas, the Jayhawks. There we go. Uh, at Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Ryan and I also do our West Virginia podcast, at Ryan and Rush Show, also on Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, of course, appreciate all the support. Troy, sorry. Uh, oh, no, it's all good. I was I didn't realize – you were just going to roll right through it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can just find me at Troy tuning, just my full name on Twitter. Uh, if you want, if you comment on any of these YouTube videos, there's probably a hundred percent chance that at some uh, odd hour of the day, I'm going to comment back and be like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you heard him. Yep. You heard him. Go ahead. Uh... Let's, let's get into some dumb debates online. Oh yeah. I got a shout out. Uh, selling at the deadline. Eat shit Mets. Yeah. Eat shit pit. Uh, muck the fence muck the so fence. yeah yeah I lo- absolutely uh, absolutely love it. it but yeah uh you mentioned it if you want to leave a comment on any of these episodes you like it you think we're a bunch of jackasses leave a comment only five stars though um <laughs> and check us out on all our platforms apple spotify youtube at uh, the tce we all come together on youtube under one umbrella to go check out the college football experience uh picked on d likes the cyclones as well this year in a bounce back uh, can't wait to have it. You can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Can't wait to watch the Cyclones in 2023, and uh, we'll be here all year. Go Cyclones and let it ride.